It's time for another episode of Everything You Need to Know in Life You Can Learn from General Hospital, where we explore seven life lessons that you can learn from this iconic soap. I hope you'll join us. Hello, GH fans, soon to be GH fans, and those of you coming back after a few years hiatus, a few decades hiatus. <laughs> Welcome to the 18th episode of Everything You Need to Know in Life. You can learn from General Hospital. I'm Caddy Carroll. This is brought to you by Caddy Girls, C-A-T-T-E-E girls.com, at Caddy Girls on Instagram, at C-A-T-T-E girls. So it's the 60th anniversary of General Hospital this week, April 1st, officially, and we're going to go over this week the seven best moments of General Hospital. And I wanted to say, I had said last week I was going to have the seven cities that could be Port Charles during the week, and I was not able to get those out. Those will be coming out this week on Instagram, little snippets. So I apologize for not getting those out, but I hope you will take a look when they come out this week. But today is a very special episode celebrating the seven best moments of General Hospital over the last 60 years. So as you can imagine, it was very hard to pick these out. And I thought, I'm not going to pick Luke and Laura's wedding because so many people, you know, would pick that. And it was a great, great episode. That's just about the time I started watching, a little before that. And iconic episode for sure. Still the most watched one episode of a soap opera ever ever. So I love that statistic. I love it. I love it. But I've picked pretty cool seven momentous occasions to talk about. So never fear. <laughs> All right. Number one, seven best moments of General Hospital. Luke and Laura's return in 1993. Yeah. So it's not the wedding, but their return was pretty awesome. Remember they flew in on their pink Cadillac with Laura's giant hat and Luke was disguised, disguised, quote unquote, as well. Laura was faking contractions in the pink Cadillac and they got a police escort right to the hospital. And of course, the introduction of Lucky was great as well. That's the first time we met Lucky because they've been hiding from Frank Smith for many years. He was a great, just a great kid and a great character the whole time he was on the show. So Maybe they'll still bring him back. You never know. You never know what will happen on General in Port Charles or General Hospital. You never know. And old Frank Smith, you know, was still after Luke and Laura. And he, they had been hiding in Canada. They'd been on the run. And they had found their safe haven there. And he ended up killing one of their friends because he put a truck bomb in their truck. It was right in front of the diner. And so they had to take off. And one of Luke's life lessons that he has talked about. And by the way, Tony Geary, you should do a whole podcast on Luke's life lessons. because so I think that'd be fantastic. But we'll talk about some of them here. <laughs> but he had this saying that Laura, I remember in that episode, talked about the best way to get someone's attention is to whisper, right? And he said, okay, but what about, and Laura said, what about doing the opposite, right? So that's when they decide to fly into town with the pink Cadillac, zooming to the hospital, her faking contractions. Ah, oh, it was so good. It was so good. And they reunited with old friends. And 
Do you remember right before that, they had stolen a plane to get from Canada, crashed in Lake Erie as part of their escape. And then they had the reuniting with Bobby and Steve in the hospital. Love it, love it, love it. And that darn Frank Smith still around. He was at that point. But aren't we all glad now that Sonny did not keep working for him? And he and Luke were able to take him down. Yes, for sure. But I got to tell you, I could watch that episode, especially just the whole scene when they come in on the pink Cadillac. I just think that's great. So look it up. Take a gander. <laughs> It'll make you laugh. And, and just some of the lines they give Luke are just so witty and biting and, you know, just perfect for his character. So that's number one. Okay. Number two, Frisco's return in 1989. Yeah. He originally entered the cast on January 27th. 1984, that's Jack Wagner. He was a sexy rocker, kind of taking over for John Stamos's Blackie, who was departing the show. And he met a fiery presumed death in 1988 while working for the WSB at the hands of Domino and Colton Shore. Remember him? We were soon to find that out. Yeah. I remember waiting on his return, knowing it had to be Frisco in that jail cell. And it really, it could have, there were some other characters it could have been too, but I just, we all knew it was Frisco. And keep in mind, at that time, there was no social media, shocker, right? No internet, people, nothing. Just the TV guide, which, by the way, only my grandmother subscribed to. My parents would never subscribe to something they thought, they thought it was just silly. So, or I'd catch a glimpse, like in the grocery store or the bookstore on the corner. I think I, I was in college when Frisco came back. Um, and I had to share an old TV in a house with some other kiddos. So I had to kind of fight to watch that Frisco return. I remember that. I don't even know what they were watching, but I kicked them off the TV. They weren't happy with me. <laughs> I was like, Frisco is coming back today. I must watch. Seeing Frisco return, which is awesome. I remember it was so glad he was still alive and he was back to get to the bottom of Colton's duplicity. But really, was Colton brainwashed, right? He was programmed by Domino to try to kill, um, to try to kill Frisco, but a classic return of this great character to a wedding, of course, a wedding of his lifelong love, marrying his enemy who tried to kill him. Remember how things happen at weddings in Port Charles, people. We talked about this last week. <laughs> Outsmarting the hitman dressed as a priest who tried to kill him, Frisco escapes his Bulgarian prison to make his way back to Port Charles. And aren't we all glad he did? And then, of course, the whole love story for Frisco and Felicia really blossomed and they had their kiddos. And eventually, of course, Jack Wagner went off the show again, but he's still alive, like running the WSB now, right? So they still talk about him in storylines, but we know he's on uh, Bold and the Beautiful. He's been there for years, Jack Wagner. So I just love that. Frisco's return. <laughs> all right, number three, Robin and Anna reuniting. November 22nd, 1985 in the Asian Quarter. Just the emotion and the joy of this moment. I love it. I, I gotta tell you guys, it's one of the things that's stuck in my head from watching this over the years. Any mother especially can appreciate the pure emotion of the scene. Anna's work, it always took her away from Robin so much and forced her to allow Robin to think she was dead at one point, right? But this scene of them running into each other's arms was just, it was pure magic. Whoever directed that, I'm sure we could find that out. I mean, it's just, was just so great. As a mother, Anna always did what she felt she had to do to keep 
Robin safe, especially from Faison, Liesl Obrick, right? They were in cahoots and they were always after Anna and, um, or Robert or both of them. So remember that now relating to current storylines, uh, Trina, Curtis, a mother must do what she thinks is best to keep her child safe. And if that was not letting Curtis know there was a small possibility he could have been the father, or maybe he could have been, the, who knows, but that's Portia's prerogative. I really think that. And it wasn't always easy for Anna to leave Robin, but she did the best she could. And so many people in the world were safer for it, right? Because Anna took down so many international criminals. She was an international spy doing great work. And Robin grew up just fine, people. And of course, uh, she became a doctor and one of the first HIV positive characters to go to take the cocktail, the prophylactic cocktail, the triple drug protocol. And she lived a full life, marrying Patrick and having children. All of us, longtime viewers, though, still remember. We still remember even all the things her character has been through, kidnappings and, you know, multiple times. But we still remember that little girl reuniting with her mother that day in 1985. I love it. I love it. All right. Number four. Uh, does anyone remember B.B. King's performance at Luke's? And of course, all the other amazing musical acts that have been performers in Port Charles. So B.B. King, of course, the R&B legend, he appeared in two episodes opening up Luke's Club. How many shows on TV can say they've had Caldonia and I'm Moving On performed by B.B. King on their show? Come on. And of course, B.B. King is probably the only person cooler than Luke Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> so Luke's Club in the 90s, it was a special home to so many acts. And remember, uh, Shadaisy performed as the country group. And some other fabulous bands, of course, came through Luke's Club. Remember Boyzone? And then there was the boy band, the R&B boy band, All for One. I remember them. I don't remember Boyzone as well. I remember them on General Hospital, but actually before they were on there, I didn't know who they were. So I was getting a little older at that point. But how fun to have all these amazing acts come through. And so many in the 90s, they performed at Luke's Club. So it was really a, a great forum for that. But of course, also pre-Luke's Club. Well, no, actually, this was post-Luke's Club. Rick Springfield, he had to come back as himself, of course, and perform Jesse's Girl in 2013 at the Nurses Ball. Of course, the Nurses Ball is another great forum, a great venue for musical acts to let us know their talent and for ones who are already established to come perform and do a special guest role. We'll see this week, the week of April 3rd, well, who we have on there. I think there's going to be some great surprises, of course. Then, do you remember Miguel Morez? Yeah, this character, it was, he was one of the first acts signed by LMB Records. If you remember LMB Records, Lois and Brenda Barrett. And was, of course, the amazing Ricky Martin. Woo! So good looking, so talented. So many great musical performers over the years. But, of course, the greatest of all, I think, was still B.B. King. Thank you, B.B. and G.H., 
for all this inspiration and amazing energy brought through these musical geniuses. Really just amazing. Okay, number five, Nathan's entrance onto the show. Nathan West, best entrance ever. Answering Maxie's door. He's subletting her apartment. <laughs> How, Maxie, could you still leave town after that is beyond me. But thank goodness she did come back. Of course, Maxie and Nathan went on to have a fabulous love story and little baby James, who, by the way, we haven't seen in a while, writers. You know, when we do, we see, when we do see him, he will be like seven years old, right? We know how the children grow on General Hospital, but that should be the cutest kid ever, of course, based on his two fantastic looking parents. And Nathan, played by Ryan Peavy, has gone on to have a giant. Hallmark career. He is like the king of Hallmark. Oh my, my mom loves him. Oh my goodness. Was it Dr. Darcy he played on one of them? So correct me if I'm wrong. It was just Mr. Darcy. And oh, when the movie came out new, I'm like, well, he's from General Hospital. <laughs> um, and hey, he is also a jewelry designer. He also has a website, Fortunate Wanderers, where he sells his jewelry and prints of his amazing photography. The tagline of the website I love it, is get outside and wander. Don't ever forget that entrance, though, on GH. Brian, it was fantastic. Woo-hoo, the dimples, the smile. We knew it was meant to be for he and Maxie. So that's got to be like one of the best entrances ever. Just fantastic. <laughs> okay, number six, best moment ever on General Hospital, Epiphany singing at the nurse's ball. So many actors are also great singers. We know that. But Epiphany, she took it to a whole another level. That woman should have had a recording contract for sure. And I know she had a whole business, entertainment business. So maybe she did have some singles or some albums that she also, you know, did outside of General Hospital. But she sung at the Nurses Ball many times. The favorites are definitely You're Not Alone Anymore and Hallelujah. And Epiphany singing You're Not Alone Anymore was how they closed out her tribute episode. And that just happened on the 30th, I believe. It was the 30th. Um, and it was also performed at two nurses' balls and by Patrick and Samantha surrounding Emma, Robin's daughter, you know, when Robin was still missing, presumed dead at that point in the story. And Epiphany always brought the house down and brought so many of us to tears with her singing. So I hope you'll look one of those up this week. You're not alone anymore or hallelujah or both. And just enjoy it and think of this great talent um, who we've now lost. But how much she did for the show under a hospital. And what an integral character she was. Even though she wasn't like a main character like Carly or Nina or Sunny or even Elizabeth. You know, it was a, big, a bigger character on the show. But she had such a pivotal impact on so many of these characters. And just like with Sonny being there when he was paralyzed, I believe from a gunshot wound, um, and just always telling people the truth. It's just so important. But her singing is just such a favorite for everyone. They will have to get big shoes to replace her at the nurse's ball for sure. So we'll see who they bring in, what major singer they might bring in to do that. Oh no. <laughs> We will have to see. Okay, and it's number seven. The whole 
Stone storyline for best moments ever on General Hospital. Stone Cates. Yes, the impact of this storyline is, of course, still being seen today. He contracted HIV from a former girlfriend who had had been an IV drug user. After an initial negative test for HIV, Stone got sick and then he tested positive. Robin and Stone had slept together when they thought he was negative. But alas, she did end up contracting HIV and Stone's condition worsened, becoming full-blown AIDS. Sonny and Robin nursed Stone through his failing health. This storyline brought so much to light about the misconceptions surrounding HIV, how it is contracted, and the testing and treatments. And at that time, the testing wasn't as good as it is now. Robin's character, of course, who was lucky to receive the cocktail we talked about earlier, that this kept her viral load so low, eventually, it was undetectable. And this brought much-needed focus on these amazing medical developments. And, of course, the next year, Sonny lost Lily and his baby in the explosion of the limo. And that's when he left a large sum of money to the Stone Cates wing at the hospital and started a lot of the HIV-AIDS um, research funding on General Hospital. But, of course, the nurses ball now raises millions of dollars for research and in real life too. You know, I talk about that a lot, how much they've done for HIV AIDS education and research, but it really does raise a lot of money for those outside charities as well. So on our 60 years of general hospital this week, pull up one epiphany songs, watch, a, watch an episode if you haven't in a while and give a little money to HIV AIDS research, help your brothers and sisters who might be struggling. All right. Well, that's all for this week the anniversary episode of General Hospital. So remember those seven greatest moments in GH, according to Caddy Carroll. <laughs> Luke and Laura's return in 1993, coming in on the pink Cadillac. Frisco's return in 1989, after he was presumed dead, arriving back at Felicia and Colton's wedding. Uh, number three, Robin and Anna reuniting in the Asian Quarter storyline. Oh, them running to each other, embracing. Just love it. Number four, B.B. King's performances at Luke's Club. Oh, just the best. And of course, all the other musical acts who have come through Port Charles. Number five, Nathan's entrance onto the show. Oh, just the best entrance ever at the doorway. And Maxie opens up the door to him. Oh, so fantastic. And number six, Epiphany singing at the nurse's ball. Best singer, best singer they've ever had on the show, really. Fantastic. Gives you the chills, makes you cry. And number seven, the Stone Cage storyline. Best storyline on daytime ever and has done the most to raise awareness about HIV AIDS of any show ever. Yes, all right. Well, have a great week and look for my Instagrams this week and I'll be doing more with my Carly Corinthos on the treadmill where she watches General Hospital because she's a very, very high energy dog that needs extra, extra time on the treadmill. And so I hope you'll enjoy her little uh, Instagram posts as well. And we'll talk about the seven, the seven cities that could be Port Charles. Those will be coming out this week as well, I promise. <laughs> so have a great week, enjoy General Hospital, big storylines, the nurses ball is this week. And 
the whole Victor Cassadine situation, I think, will be coming to a close. He already killed the deputy mayor, so we'll see what happens now. So take care. And as always, check us out at Caddy Girls on Instagram, C-A-T-T-E-E Girls. And if you want to be on my show and talk about how General Hospitals impacted your life, please reach out to me on Instagram or email C-A-T-T-E-E girls at gmail.com. In the meantime, have a great week. Don't be catty and use your big mouth for good. Take care.